flyover state of film was shot in front of a live studio audience. And the fire is so delightful. Let it snow. No, no. Welcome to the fire over still film. I don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend I'm Mariah Carey. I can't sing. You're gonna, you're gonna, get, this, know, gonna but, get this copyright strike on this video because like yeah, yeah, definitely stopped, gonna. You gotta stop stopped, singing. I, quick. I thought Mariah was here. It's, I know. <laughs> also, just, just, just close your eyes and in my curve. Wait, my voice. All right. Um. It's Christmas week, if you didn't notice by our hats, our, our apparel. He's in a flannel. I'm in a flannel. He's in an ugly shirt. He's in an ugly shirt. Hey. How dare you didn't call my shirt ugly. It's hideous. It's, it's an award-winning shirt. This is an award-winning shirt. The award was for are, ugliest Christmas sweater. What was the competition? Ugliest Christmas sweater. Oh, okay. That's uh, a 1500 shirt. Damn Happy oh, oh, oh. holidays, Merry Christmas. The war on Christmas uh, didn't win this year out, so we got oh, sure. more year of Christmas. Despite that guy setting the tree, Fox News tree on fire, which was hilarious. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Oh. Hey, don't talk about my culture. <laughs> you mean no, setting things no. on fire, though, right? That's... Yeah, no, arson. Arson. That, arson. that, that set arsonist back like 10 years. That's my people. <laughs> So we decided to ignore our families. It is it is uh, the twenty fourth of no, it's the twenty third. When it went, I don't know when the twenty fifth. Christmas is on the twenty fifth. Whatever day no, this is we, re- we recorded it like ten minutes before it went live. So. Ah, yeah. ah, yes, yes. It, it, it's the twenty third. It's the twenty third. We yeah. are. My wife is outside wrapping Christmas presents, but I'm here. My with son is crying. He wants me to spend time with him, but no. It's no. more important to be here. <laughs> So, um, Cherry is a piece of shit, the actress, right? Let's recast her. This is a great set. Yeah, uh, we should have done a a whole question about actors who have dropped the bag as bad as her. Like, Gina Carano obviously is one, but like, damn girl, you were going to get a a Disney Plus show. You were probably going to be Black Panther, even if just for like an interim until they got a new, like, well, fuck, even, and, even like yeah, Gina Carano saying to her, she was she was probably getting her own spinoff of the Mandalorian. Oh, she was. I mean, that shit was planned. Gina Carano, like that was in the works. Yeah. and like Shuri also or uh, Leanna Wright. Yeah, I mean Shuri was being set up to be probably like because they already had the new black 
Widow. They had the new Hawkeye. They probably would have had the new uh, Black Panther. So it would have been like a female team-up 100% in the works. Even if she wasn't the Black Panther forever going forward, she would have carried the mantle for a little while till they yeah. like figured out what they were going to do about it. You know what I mean? Like, So let's I, kick her out. Uh, Brian, who are you replacing her with? Okay, well, I looked at the same article we all looked at about black actresses under 30, and there were a lot of great names, great resumes, and beautiful actresses. But right below that article, I saw a thing that was like, does Rihanna, do Rihanna and Letitia Wright look alike? (laughs) And I don't want to comment on what race of people look like each other. That seems like a slippery slope. But... I was thinking about how Rihanna would be a great stunt cast. Like, just bring her in with a line like, oh, man, you have grown so much since I last saw you. You don't even look like the same person. And then just move on. <laughs> and now you've got Rihanna in your movie and a bunch of people who probably wouldn't care about your movie will now go see it, you know, because yeah. Rihanna's in it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's not a bad a idea given, given the fact of the old multiverse shit that they're trying to do. Right, like, it's, it's just a new shirt. This is the new shirt. I saw people a, would stand that shit picture. so hard. There's this promo picture I saw from, and this is what made me think that it didn't matter anyway. From I think it's from Endgame, and it was of Shuri, and it's an angle kind of like up here, kind of, and she's shooting her little cat gauntlet things that she has. It did not look like Letitia Wright at all. Like it looked like a totally different actress, and it. I, I assume it was probably a picture started as, I mean, obviously heavily processed image because it's got the weird background and kind of like, you can definitely tell they've done overlay on it or whatever, but yeah, they had to shrink it to make it into that whole thing. Yeah. I'm sure originally it was her, but it didn't look anything like her anymore. And I was just like, see, it doesn't even matter. Like you could just bring in someone else. And and honestly, this goes for every single fucking actor and actress in those movies. Yeah. At this point, there are very few that I would consider like not totally disposable. For the most part, all the superheroes have the Power Rangers effect, right? They don't give a shit who the actor was under the man under the. I don't use that example because my dad always tells the story of um, when I was a kid and Power Rangers were popular. He was like, "Yeah, I just remember the one guy making the Red Ranger making a stink about like not getting paid enough." He's like, "He's like kids don't care. They cast you, and I don't remember the actor ever changing." He's back, by the way. <laughs> Joe, why are you replacing them? Yeah, so I looked at, I did look at a list to get an idea, and um, I, I wanted to go. Yeah, they're all they're all beautiful. So like, I actually think this will just this is gonna make a really uh, uh, Madison Pettis. Um, put a picture right here. This, oh, uh, can you she, tell me what she's been in? She, yeah, so I don't know of recent what she's been in, but as a kid, like as a, a, a little girl, she was in the game plan. She was the rock star. Oh, she's, that movie. yes. She's okay. gorgeous. She's in uh, that shitty movie, uh, he, he, he Sold That, the remake of She Oh, was she in, was in that? Was she in that? Yeah. Um, That's like I, a pretty recent one, too. I know yeah. she has a decent following on, like, TikTok and stuff like that, and she's really, like, charismatic in that and, like, watchable. So I was like, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing her in, like, you know, rightly directed. Uh, she had the chops as a kid. Like, that's a, yeah, she's, that's she's a fun a movie. Yeah. It's not like Marvel movies are fucking Shakespeare either. Oh, like, I meant chops in the sense of, like, fine. So, <laughs> you can at least hold your scene to be like, ugh. So, that, did you I, see I up old Rudd's kid actor? Can you deliver a quip? <laughs> I thought she you stood out enough. You the kids in the Hawkeye show. They're the grown-up kids from, like, you know, Civil War. They suck. Because the other woman I picked... 
Uh, she's already in a superhero franchise. It's uh, so. Who's that? Who's that? Um, what's her name? Uh, Kiersey Clemens. I think I'm saying that Clemens. She was uh, she was the uh, woman in Dope, and I was like, oh, she was so good in that movie. Uh, but she's Iris West in like The Flash and like Justice she's League. Oh, okay. Sweetheart. Justice League. All right. Yeah, was Sweetheart that Netflix? She didn't movie? have a scene until Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's why I didn't. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Geez. So I, I was like, she'd be cool, but like she already has. She already gets her mini bag when that Flash movie comes out. Like, give it to someone else. TJ, who are you giving it to? Well, the Jesse role. <laughs> Jesse Smollett. Yeah. I mean, he'll need he'll need some money coming out of jail. I mean, I, for me, I don't I don't know. I don't give a shit. It just I just cast it. That's the one thing. Like, she might the, be yeah, I don't think it, overall it really matters. <laughs> but yeah, I, but it's like, but she's still in the role. Like, she didn't lose it. I'm yeah, that was a rumor, stuff. right? Yeah. This is just we're just that. killing time because we didn't have a topic. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I just meant like in my own brain. Like I don't care who you cast. Yeah, I get what you're saying. She has to look like her. Or, like she doesn't have to look like her. What are they gonna do? It's just like a good. The actress fucked up. Like just get her out. Cast somebody. It's she doesn't necessarily have that crazy of a part yet. Like I mean, obviously she's gonna have a small number of fans yeah. that were really wish she would have got vaccinated. And but what? What? I don't think it, she said. What about? What are those? Well, I don't think it, <laughs> yeah. I don't think well, it matters I'll, too much. Um, like a friend of friend of the show, uh, Langley M. Neely on Twitter is always uh, talking about how like this whole Black Panther, how that meant so much to him. He's like, I just yeah. want to see T'Challa recast and Shuri because like I want that character to live get on. That character again. That's and I think that's smart. But like I was just thinking in my head, I don't know if they're still doing that live action Ariel where everyone was up in arms because they casted a black actor. Yeah, Haley. But doesn't she have a twin sister? Yeah, uh, do, uh, do the vote. Yeah, do the one. Sure. The other one yeah, why not? I'm into it. Chloe. I don't know what you're talking about. She's a she's a Little Mermaid. The two singers. Oh, I forgot that's they found out. her. Yeah. Come yeah. on, stop pretending you don't what about know. You, you said, did you have somebody? Oh yeah, I totally like when I came up with this question. Our uh, name immediately popped in, into my head. Uh, I didn't have to think about it at all. Uh, Stormy Stormy Reed. Uh, from Euphoria, you may know her from uh, Wrinkle in Time. She's the little kid, the protagonist. Oh yeah, in Euphoria, I do like her. Uh, she's she's in something a... else recently too, and I can't think of what it was. Also, she's, too, but... I imagine. What, oh, she's like... in the Invisible Man. Was oh she yes, like... she's still. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was she like nineteen now? Probably eighteen. Yeah, so it would be age appropriate for the character as well. She's very good. She's like she's shown that she can actually act in Euphoria, and also, like we said, there, there's no requirements. But she's a nice person by all accounts, so she's probably vaccinated and she would be compliant and, um, you know, not fucking you know, a whole set. Million of other actors all over that could get a crack at this. Yeah, give it to somebody just so we can get. They're the gonna do some. Game. I feel like they're gonna do some unknown. It would be hysterical. Well, like, Wright was an unknown, so like, yeah. if you cast her with another unknown, who cares? Mm-hmm. It would it would be hysterical to me if they cast someone and then they come out as like, you know, basically like anti-vax again, and they're like, yeah, just kidding. I was just waiting for like them to just kill all the pre- all the royal family, and it's just. Uh... 
the the one from Twelve Girls, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, and the one from Walking Dead is like, all right, is this is the movie? It's them two. I'll it's say the the, 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 Mbaku too. Mbaku can be there. Oh yeah, and Mbaku's yeah. in the background. Yeah, that's it. That's... <laughs> what about the guy from Fuck. The Hobbit? There's no Black Panther. Yeah, in I've got to have the guy from the got to have the one white guy in Black Panther. Yeah. Too. you cannot leave out the white guy. <laughs> Representation matters, Brian. Only so, so many people can deliver the line. Another white boy. Oh mm-hmm. damn! Cut that out. I did the accident. So, uh, any movies that you guys are looking forward to in the end of the year or beginning of the year? Let's let's rope in January and like this. Well, I mean, because we're recording this on December twenty third, I've already seen Spider Man, so I won't spoil yeah, Spider Man. You've already seen it. It's kind of it was okay. Was Stop excited. sucking everything. I was Marvel. excited for that. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend I'm not too cool. To say I don't like Spider-Man. I do like Spider-Man. So it was great, I was guys. I one. cried. It was okay. the best experience in the theater I've ever had. Obviously, the answer is The Matrix, right? Stoked for the new Matrix. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm right there with The Matrix. Um, I'm also excited for... Um, let's let's talk about The Matrix. So, what what, what is you, kind of your ex- expectations about The Matrix? What is, what is your end goal here? I kind of stopped watching trailers because I don't really want to be spoiled on it. Or even, like, I don't even want to start speculating on it too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to definitely, like, involve the real world or maybe, like, making someone's making a Matrix movie, but maybe it's actually the new Matrix. You know what I mean? There's something there, but I don't want to know too much. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I won't speculate out loud, but I kind of have a theory but, you know, I'm not rock stars. Well, ex- ex- speculate out loud. Sunday. That's why we have a podcast. Hey, guys. I analyze every fucking second of the trailer, and I know exactly what's happening. Yeah, I mean, you won't spoil it for me if you have Yeah, to I, right. I, I want to okay. hear your analysis. Uh, I feel like, you know, that he made a deal with the Matrix, essentially, in the end. And he's just, like, he's brought up to this Matrix heaven. I feel like he was just essentially plugged back in, and his memories were cleaned out. And it's kind of like years has passed and it's kind of hard booting the again. In the original trilogy is he kind of, like it's the whole thing about the one and why it keeps reoccurring. Because he does, he kind of, he has to exist. So maybe, yeah. oh, kind of like this is ex- devil's advocate. And like that way, instead of cycling through a new one and having to do this weird battle yep. all the time, he just remains the one yeah, all the time. Yeah, and kind and of that's what, that's what keeps the balance. Yeah. And Wait. a new virus is just coming along to fuck, Wait, that's, gonna fuck, that, fuck that up and like wake the, him up from that. And, okay. yeah. That's on, the twist. Care. That's the twist of Devil's Advocate. Mm-hmm. He just has to keep living that cycle until he makes the wrong choice. Until he makes the choice that the devil wants. Yeah, yeah Keanu true. Reeves right. secretly has been making the same movie over again. That's the same twist in Point Break. The same twist in John Wick. He's just doing the same movie. That's over what over. I'm looking forward to watching Devil's Advocate again this Christmas. No, is... I'm looking forward to uh, to uh, Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Uh, oh, Nightmare Alley. Yeah. I was like, how does it? How does Oscar winner Guillermo del Toro have a brand new movie coming out, and I haven't heard anything about it? Oh wait, because so it opens nice. the same weekend as Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that one it has a great cast it looks weird i've honestly like i've seen the trailer i've seen two trailers and i have no fucking clue what it's about and i'm happy that i don't have no clue what the fuck it's about i just know that willem dafoe is there and bradley cooper is there and rooney mara is there and a bunch of other people so it's like okay i'm down I don't, I don't know what this is about either, but I saw a little bit about it. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, Black like a freak show, something about uh, a Nightmare show. Alley. 
Black I was phone, gonna, black about, phone with Ethan yeah, Hawks. Oh, uh, yeah, Scott Derrickson. I think it's that's Scott February, right? I think. Yeah, but it's it, it looks fun. Yeah, Scott Derrickson. Great. I think that's it. Or uh, yeah, but that's the same. Th- I just only brought that up. It's the same thing. I'm like, I, I'm good. I don't the, need to the know only anymore. thing that because right, that yeah, spoil like, it. <laughs> the only thing like the trailer looks like good and the movie looks good and Ethan Hawke looks scary as fuck. The only sequence that kind of I was kind of like mm, was when he was like training. I don't I, know if you've seen the trailer. No, I, I really yeah, just have a little synopsis. All right, I won't, I won't spoil it then. Speaking but of trailers, though, it's not coming out soon. But come on, guys. The unbearable weight of ta- um, the unbearable <laughs> weight of massive talent. Oh, shout out, yeah. That's oh, my yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. That's my yeah. answer. Yeah, TJ, can you elaborate on that? Because that's the movie of the year. I that's, that's, that's the only movie I will go to a movie theater and watch. Um, because you. you're gonna be watching Spider-Man. Watch Spider-Man will be watched on my TV. Uh, yeah, it looks I, fun. It looks dumb. I, uh, I like the whole the whole bit of. Yeah. I like I like that. Like I could tell, it's like not one of those DVD movies. It's like they surround. Like Pedro Pascal didn't sign on to get a paycheck to do this movie. Neither did. No, but I love change. how they base it around. I think he did. I think everybody does whenever they do a movie. They sign on to. I mean, I'm a skeptical one and be like, eh, you know, the whole, like, actors ironically playing themselves and yeah. kind of like, it's, kind of good. It's, kind it, of it's hit and miss. It's a very I'm down. I'm excited. I'm, excited. I'm down. It's, it's, it's fun. Um, and then the other one, I just bombed this weekend uh, financially, but I do want to see West Side Story, uh, but I probably won't watch it for like three years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody know. Oh, we didn't. Nobody talked about Scream. Nobody interested. Oh in Scream. shit! Yeah. Uh, I would fuck with Scream, but I really wish one of the three is actually the killer. Well, yeah. I wish I one of them dies. Ones, you gotta, you gotta also. pull the trigger. You gotta at least, if you're not gonna make one of them the killer, you better kill at least one of them off. You got the I, main trio, and if one of those three people isn't, I mean, honestly, since Scream Three, I've been waiting for Nev Campbell to show up. Is that Nev Campbell should be the killer? That's the natural progression of the movie. So let's sing. Yeah, she finally. They're never gonna it. have the guts to do that to give her up as a as the final girl and let that happen. That's never gonna happen. So the so, one. Uh, no, actually, not, actually, the balls actually, to kill off Courtney Cox. <laughs> um, there's a movie coming out. Uh, it came out like it. Pretty important part of uh, time in my life about uh, NFL coach Sean Payton starring Kevin James. <laughs> I'm so excited for that fucking movie, guys. It's like, uh, it's, it just pulls your heartstrings, you know? I was like, so like Bad Serious. News Bears, if the dad was like Bill Belichick, <laughs> is that what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the one so thing of Back to Scream, I, I want to, so I hope they, um, I hope they follow what uh, Wes Craven, like one of his last tweets was. Someone asked, like, is Kirby still alive from four? And he's like, she never died. She might be. So I hope we do get some of Scream 4, like that movie still plays into Scream 5. I definitely saw uh, Deputy Judy is in this movie from Scream 4. Oh, good. Good. I definitely know Hayden Pantier. Hayden Pantier was Kirby. Yeah, Hayden was Kirby. She was the best character in that that movie. She was. Uh, she married uh, Vitaly Klitschko and had a kid with him and divorced him. Fun facts. Ooh, so we're a gossip podcast now. Yeah. Uh, uh, so over the weekend, me and Joe watched a quasi-Hallmark Christmas movie, Romancing the Stone. 
Snowmancing the Stone. Yeah, I say, Remains of the Stone's a good movie. It's Snowmans. It's Snowmans. Snowmans. Um, and it has nothing to do with the snowman at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, snowman comes to life and falls in... And this is like a love triangle. But real? they never reveal that he's a snowman and nobody nobody learns that he was a snowman. It was like... This <laughs> it may as well life. just never have happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was. We had a good time, though. We hung out. But Joe has a fun game for us. Yeah, so we're gonna. You guys are gonna pitch me a Hallmark movie, but I'm gonna pick, give you elements of the Hallmark movie at random. I have uh, topics in cups, uh, and I'm gonna do it by uh, youngest to oldest. So I believe that would go Yusuf T.J. Bryan. Um. So a few things to keep in mind before I pull your topics. We're gonna start with actor. There's gonna be. You're gonna get a. Actor, location, occupation, and a magical element. Please be aware the actor does not need to be the lead of this movie. There is these are these are just actors who have been in Hallmark movies before or a Hallmark adjacent. Ooh, I'm, I'm Melissa Joan Hart. Come on, Joan. Uh, a few things Vanessa to keep Huggins. a few things to keep in mind. These don't have to be included in your movie, but these are some tropes to Hallmark movies. Uh, straight people falling in love, a personal family trauma, white people. Um, a dead spouse, so. a failing family business, a town with a dumb name, and uh, a '90s actress, you actress or actor you may have forgot about. So those are just some tropes. You don't have to include them. They're just to kind of give you the vibe. And I also, at the end of it, want to hear the name of the movie. All right. So first, we are going to relax, pick... Andy, Senor. This is for this is for TJ. This should have we should have had time to prepare. <laughs> We're gonna sit here. You're gonna put, make us do this on the spot. Well, we can we can cut a minute. If no, you no, 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 no. All right. No, no, you're getting so, off the dome. This is who's so lying anyway, baby. Uh, I'm not TJ. Uh, Yusuf. Yusuf. The first pick, and I'll show you. I picked it up. I didn't do anything. Melissa Joan Hart. Woo! So that is the first TJ. And I put a lot of actors and actresses in this, so not to. I just hope it's someone I know. Uh, Candace Cameron. Her. Her. <laughs> house. So Great. two That's really TJ. staples of the genre. And Brian, who did you get? Is she married to Pavel Burry? Oh, you guys literally got the three the three queens. You got Haley Duff. Haley <laughs> Duff. That's Hillary Duff's younger sister, right? Yeah, and she was in a shit ton of these movies. Alright, next we have a magical element. So I'll do the snake. I'll start with Brian. I want a magical dreidel. All right. So you get magical. A magical ornament is given to a deceit from is 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 from a deceased spouse. So they possess a magical ornament from their deceased spouse. Ooh. Okay. All right. So Yusuf. All right. A Christmas object turns into a human. Example, snowman, nutcracker, uh, ornament, something. It doesn't have to be one of those two, but that is your magical element. Um, and then TJ. Well. The place they work at or a company is haunted. Okay. Oh, you get a spooky Christmas. You get a haunting. Doesn't need to be haunted, and he's you know it, it could be mean just a ghost is there. It doesn't need to mean like spooks. A ghost dad. Uh, so this is location. This is very important to these movies. Chicago. 
PJ, you is is a vineyard in California. What is happening? So you know snow Christmas. You got a snowless Christmas. Yeah. Yusuf? Well, I guess in Northern California, they probably get some snow. Uh, a, a failing pinecone art store. These are all pulled from real real movies. Pinecone art? Yeah. What does that even mean? You know, right. big, 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 big craft is going to come in and take Like this. Hobby Lobby came in, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. And oh, Brian. Give me up. You get New York City, but it's clearly Toronto. Nice. <laughs> but it's clearly Toronto. Yeah. And then last That's but like not least. It's like 99% of this fucking movie. Last but not least. Also, most have, major blockbusters. Last but not least, we have an occupation. Uh, and. I'll just start with Yusuf because I've been doing a snake and I realized I did that wrong. So, assistant to the big mean boss at the publishing company that's taking down, um, that's that's taking down the small businesses. Uh, Brian, you get children's book publisher. Are they all just publishers of something? Yeah, mostly. Or they have muffin shops. <laughs> I'll tell you what the other occupations were afterwards. And then, TJ, you are a travel journalist, but only for the location they live in. So a, vine- a vineyard. Just talk, just like talks about vineyards, local vineyards. So, um... But her job's haunted her whole... All right, so TJ, TJ's you just got the hardest one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So, uh, who wants to start, or do you want a minute to kind of think about this? No, no, I can right. start actually. Okay, Let's... go ahead, Brian. Um, so you know, Haley Duff is quite a character with a dumb name, probably something like Christina Mass, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, That's good. Went straight to the weight. She uh, is a children's book publisher, but she's mostly been working on uh, like small like children's books. She didn't want to leave her small town, so she's always kind of like kept to her you know self. She married her high school sweetheart uh, before he got deployed to Afghanistan. He oh. gave her a magical ornament. Uh, he gave her an ornament, and uh, then I'm I, I don't want to. He was he was killed in Afghanistan. He was lost. She was she lost her her man, and so uh, the memories were too strong for her in her hometown. So she took a job, a new job in New York City, but is clearly Toronto. And um, when she gets there, you know, the first thing she does, she starts her her new place to make it feel like home. She decorates for Christmas, but she decorates a little early. It's only like. It's not even Thanksgiving yet, but just like to get kind of like her new bare empty apartment in New York City feeling like a homey place she decides to decorate. And uh, she puts up and her magical ornament. Uh, she sees a reflection. She can see her husband in the ornament. A no lot. way. She can see his him and he can see her. He's in Afghanistan with like in the past looking at the ornament. And he sees her. They're seeing each other. Through the ornament, through time, and he, she has until Christmas 
to use the ornament to get him a message to save his life. I want to see this movie. What is it called? Um, oh, um, oh, fuck. Christmas on the or- Ornament Express. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah. Um, ooh, I don't mm. know. Give me a second. I can. Try yeah. To- so. All right, that's good. That's a good. That I would watch that movie. That is a hallmark movie. That is an A class, especially as our our queen Haley Duff. All right. like Christmas time is here with time emphasized because the cause like the time yeah, travel it. by the, the element or something like, like into that. it. And now would this be on Hallmark or ABC Family uh, or Freeform? It's it's definitely you know I, actually you know what I think because of the Afghanistan and the patriotic element we might be looking at like Lifetime. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. I love this. I love this. This is my. This is good. Who wants to go next? So Yusuf. Right, I go. I go next. All right. All right. Candace All right. Cameron. No. So um, no, no, my movie stars Melissa Joan Hart. Oh yeah. Queen. Sorry. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart plays Lisa Loft. Uh, she was recently dumped by her boyfriend on the first of December. So she's feeling the blues, and her boss, uh, the head of Joan Art. Joan uh, Fabrics and Crafts sends her down to her small town uh, <laughs> called Navidad Town. It's a small <laughs> town in Texas. It used to be uh, beneath the border of the Mexicans, but it was colonized by white people. See? White people. White people. Yeah. Um, yes. So she's sent down to write an article about how great it is that Joan Fabrics is going down there to dismantle the her father's pine cone store. So there's friction with the dad because she's representing the evil the of of the of the corporation. But she is met with a gingerbread man come to life, played by uh, Mark Blucas. Blucas is also a Hallmark, Hallmark veteran. I love it. And he shows her the value of building a home. Get it? Gingerbread homes um, within her community and show her how, you know, the spirit of Christmas can save her. And they dismantle Joanne fabrics from from within. They they expel like uh, racist emails that Joanne sent internally and they take down Joanne completely. And her father's store survives and she falls in love with Mark. But he dies in the end because he turns back into gingerbread but her lesson is building a home like it's not about love right she's an independent woman she doesn't need anybody does she does another man come into the frame at the end yeah is there are we left with like hope for her uh to or no. is or she's completely independent she is now? she is now you know with her father it's not about you know mm. love it's about Family love. Ooh, this well, is progressive. Building a strong foundation. Okay. This it's is progressive. Okay. okay. There's a lot of building Hallmark a movies. A lot of Hallmark building movies secretly hate women and are like, you meet a man and that's it. So that's this true. is, this is you're onto something. I'm woke. What, and it's so just what? building a Christmas home. Just just the title of the movie. Building a Christmas home. Just straight to the point. Yeah. Straight to the point. Okay. TJ. Fuck. Hit us with some. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna Halloween. I think Brian's was the best. That was I'm great. gonna Halloween 2018 this, right? Yeah. I'm gonna pretend <laughs> the Fuller House never happened. So I'm gonna bring you up to a DJ Tanner. Everyone knows DJ Tanner. 
She's no, she's older now. She ironically has three girls of her own. Um, her dad, Danny Tanner, actually became a very, very successful late, late night show, you know, icon essentially. Um, so lots of money, lots and lots of money. But DJ has made her own job and got her own way as a travel journalist, I believe mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Yes. But she specializes in vineyards, you know. This is where big thing is just traveling vineyards. Centered in San Francisco, yeah, so it makes the sense, Air right? Yeah. Aspect of it. Um, so you know, her husband at this time, she is happily married, is a veteran um, who is just coming back from a tour in Afghanistan. Sorry, Ryan. Um, but he actually was involved in oh, a incident where he lost two of his limbs. And there's like, if there's a nice little montage, kind of a backspin about how like he didn't come back the same and, and maybe the love life isn't the same and stuff like that. But let's okay. Fast forward now. Um, now DJ has an assignment at a new vineyard in California. What was it? Somewhere in California, right? Um, she has a new assignment and she has to go ahead of time for the family, meet them for Christmas, but she's going to bring the entire family down. Danny's going to send them all up in a helicopter to meet her there. Um, this is all in the first 15 minutes of the movie, guys. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, this is all. Yeah, it feels like 15 minutes. minutes. Um, as she's out there doing her assignment in the vineyard, she sees the helicopter coming in, she's waving to her family and kids, and oh no, oh no, there's engine trouble. The helicopter's going down the vineyard. Oh, <laughs> you know, you have a whole sad moment. It's really, <sighs> it's, it's really gripping and brings you to it. Even Kimmy Gibbler? Scream Black. Oh. Okay. Especially Kimmy. Kimmy was in the ground waving at the helicopter and it fell on her. Helicopter landed on her. Okay. We're the day John after Thanksgiving. Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah, we're the day Fuck after Kimmy Thanksgiving. Gibbler. Candace Cameron Burr is now DJ Tanner is pushing her, you know, shopping cart through a supermarket. All of a sudden, Jingle Bells pops on and she just gets very angry and starts throwing the milk everywhere and having a real Karen moment and just throwing all these things all over the place. Leaves thing, goes to her house, gets a letter in the mail from that vineyard. They want her to come back. She goes back to the vineyard. She thinks, this is what I'm just going to own it. I'm going to go back and, and hopefully just, you know, where I lost everything that I had. Mind you, her whole entire family died. Her husband, who was a veteran, her three little girls, everyone is dead. She goes back to the vineyard, and she starts seeing her ghost, her husband. And he's together. He has Wait, all this is living. he, okay, a quick question, is he a veteran as a ghost as well? Yes, this whole yeah, episode yeah, he's is He's in this whole regalia, too. Like, when she you sees him, he's all just because you're a ghost. Yeah. I don't know. Awesome. It's just, you're back. They didn't mention it this time, so I was worried. They have this whole intense scene where, like, she's making Christmas cookies, and he help, comes behind her and helps her in the vineyard. She's popping bottles. There's tons of ghost sex. Um, ghost sex. And you know, at the end of the movie, she has to decide if she's gonna continue to stay at the vineyard or leave, and she has to make the choice to leave. Oh, and by this time, it's like summer, and the just like move on with her life. She realizes it's not healthy to stay guys, there. Guys, um, first, what's 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 your name, PJ? Veteran. Uh, the chopper. I don't know. I don't. Know. All right, the chopper for Christmas. Yeah. Um, guys, you Hol- killed it. Holiday honestly, chopper. Honestly, <laughs> holiday all three chopper. of these pitches, Holiday chopper. That's good. Yeah, that's he, what it is. Even, even TJ's. We're actually pretty spot on to what a Hallmark movie would be. <laughs> uh, I, I want to see all three of these. Um, Brian, I think you had the most whimsy. I think you got the love portion more down. Um, y'all really leaned in, though, to the troops. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. 
Are you not not all? You I don't do. pander. I don't pander. Two out of three is still pretty. Uh, still you pretty know, good. I'm really impressed. I you attack white people. You said you can't. I'm not stealing valor. I'm not going to steal valor. Well, no, I, I just feel like you. I just feel like um, if I had had a way to work in like a veteran coming home and being greeted by a dog or a baby, I don't, like. I just oh, yeah. that, like when I saw the dog park, I was like, got, I, um, you got vets, you got the troops, you got. Can I real this, quick? So. I just that was fun. I'm so glad we did this. Real quick, the other actors you could have chose were Dean Kane, Christy Swanson, Mario Lopez, Bruce Dern. Hey, he's been in a movie, Pete's Christmas. Uh, Dermot Mulroney, Lacey Chabert, and Doris Roberts has also been in a Hallmark movie. Well, I was gonna Dean say Kane, Dean Kane uh, would have been amazing to pitch. I would have that would have been a great pitch. I have a format, like you know, I have a Christy. I have a Christmas movie uh, sitting on my counter right now, bought from the Dollar Tree. It's a one dollar, starring Dean Cain and Christy Swanson, called Merry Xmas. With my, uh, my, but my, I thought they wanted to keep Christ in Christmas. Not this one. Was uh, I didn't. I just think about it. my lead was Kirk Cameron, mm. the husband, yeah, in the helicopter. She married. Oh, so married to her brother in your movie. That's not very. Sounds a fucking ghost sex though, dude. You know what I mean? So. Uh, there is a, a Hallmark movie um, that stars a ghost uh, love interest, um, and I highly recommend that one. I, uh, What's it called? So I won. Spirit uh, of Christmas. <laughs> of so course. anyway, I pitched that, and I'm sure the Spirit of Christmas was a fucking piece of shit father. You know what's a piece of shit father? Most of the people in Christmas movies. Oh, Joe. Brian. That's in there, though. <laughs> Hey Brian, you're a fantastic father, and you're 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 I I think you know because we're just seeing through social media, we don't really know what just happening behind the doors. But we're assuming you're a fantastic father. How about we talk about good and bad fathers in Christmas movies? Well, dads are a big part of Christmas movies. I mean, you know, in a traditional, especially in a more traditional fashion, dads are a very big part of. Christmas, so like those old timey movies, a lot of more dad focused, you know. I'll start out since it was my question, and I'll steal the best answer, which is the old man from the Christmas story, and he's a good, he's a great dad, I will say. He's, yeah, I mean, maybe he could be a little bit more involved, but here's what it comes down to when it's Christmas time, he's the one who knows what his son really wants. Everyone else. Are you trying to do a bad and a good? I'm just doing. I'm doing a good right now. Brian, that's my good too. Christmas story dad. Yeah, absolutely. The old man. He's the old man's the best dad in any Christmas movie. That's what I'm saying. Like I was stealing the low hanging fruit for myself because he's so good and he's like very. He's a very realistic dad. There's a lot of elements in that movie that make him feel like a real dad. But like I said, it comes down to the day. He's the one. He's the one who knew what his son really wanted. He made sure he had it. He made the moment special. Yeah. And then he saves. He also saves their Christmas dinner. He like, you know, comes back from adversity and makes and they get to go have a great racist meal. I think he also <laughs> he also. <laughs> um. <coughs> It's also just perfect because in, with the Christmas story too is because he's a good they do a good balance of like you know disciplinarian father but clearly just a good dad trying to do his best like he's not he's not doing anything no other father at that time would do he's not like fucking yeah. leaving his wife on camera 
No, no. He's not, yeah, he's not abusive. And he's not, he's like, obviously, he's not as attentive. He's not as much of a helicopter parent as our, as our, in our modern era, he might seem a little. But like, he's your classic 40s, 50s dad. He goes to work. He makes sure everybody's provided for, you know, he yeah. wants to make things good for his, he, he work. He, you know, he just works hard and he values hard work and he tries to make Shout the best life though. for his family. And he puts, wants, wants to put his major award in the window, you know? <laughs> so I've, it's a uh, great pick. I have a good pick too. I have two bad dads. We gonna do a round of goods and then a round of bads, or how you yeah. wanna do it? Yeah, let's do that. So goods first. I, picked, I won't uh, go. I, I no, I'm going, Joe. I know. I'm saying I'm. I'm not. All right, gonna so go I guess I'll go. I so, stole Joe's pick. Go, TJ. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, Bob Newhart uh, in Elf. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a stepdad, but he's yeah. an amazing father. Uh, when his son. Not stepdads. Yeah, when his son, uh, inevitably, you know, a lot of stepkids will, or adopted kids, will eventually want to meet their biological parents. Not all of them, but most of them do. He didn't stand in the way. He understood the, the need of his son to meet his father. He supported him all along the way. And when he came back, he embraced the new dad. He embraced his new, uh, his new wife, his new lifestyle, he knew his He's very loving and very caring and always looked out for Buddy the Elf. So he's a great example of a it's fantastic a really father. It's a really sweet scene, too. And it, it, like how they don't have to add in, like, the, like, but I'm your father scene, right? Yeah. Like, like a worse movie would add that in to be like, mm-hmm. you don't need like Santa Claus. <laughs> the the part was like, he's an old elf that always wanted a kid, but couldn't, like, I don't know what the reason why I couldn't. They just kind of, like, just kind of threw it through away. He's probably fertile, unfertile. Yeah. Oh, we, I do have a question. I saw I, we were watching Elf. We were watching Elf the other night. Is Buddy because like uh, Bob Newhart's three hundred and eighty in that movie? Is he just a blip in like Santa and all these elves' lives? Like, it, does Buddy's life feel like you know three months to them? Buddy's basically like a pet. Yeah, they talk about this in Invincible, <laughs> but the idea that like yeah. You know, you know, he's his he's like, Yeah, I mean, I'm married to your mom for now and then she'll yeah. die and I'll live another thousand years and I'll barely remember her. Like and so yeah, to but he's yeah, more like a pet to Bob Newhart, like a little project, you know. That is such a heartbreaking moment in Invincible. Oh yeah, it's brutal. Yes, yes. But it, it did make Especially me Especially because he, he she's also listening then. Oh yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's it, not it, only the son going like what the fuck it's also it, the mom going like oh wait what yeah it truly made me think though the other night watching elf though going that it's probably like three months to them this whole time frame is like well they do the whole thing where he holds their baby and he looks exactly the same and they're obviously supposed to be older but yeah i no, mean but that weird. but that element though adds to it probably won't be a blimp because he will continually be the grandfather to those generations. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a it's it's a sweet movie. He's gonna be the forever grandfather. Yeah, he'll be around. That's fucking tight. Jimmy Conn won't. He's gonna drink himself to death in like six years. Oh yeah, (laughs) I had myself. (laughs) I had myself that kid's tenth birthday. He's gonna die like (laughs) five. I had myself a weird fucking Jimmy uh, Jimmy Conn marathon last week. By marathon, I mean like. I watched like four James Conn movies. You watched like, Thief, though, right? That yeah, I watched, I, watched, right? I watched Thief, Elf, and uh, and uh, Misery, all in the span of like. Should have added a uh, Thunder, Thunder, Thunderball, Thunder, Thunderball, Rollerball, 
Controllable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should add the Godfather, of course. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I think you King. Uh, this might be on someone's bad dad list, but I think he's actually probably uh, like just an underdog, essentially. Like, I grew up with a divorced family. I did the whole two Christmas thing. Um, I don't want people to do it, but it also, like, I think Tim Allen wasn't a bad dad as much as people want to fucking make him out to be. But the simple fact is, like, he's a single father. <laughs> he's just a single father. He also makes a lot, he makes a good enough money to where, like, he makes Christmases, I'm sure, a big deal. He went in with Charlie. He even made Charlie at some point in time, which, by the way, Charlie's the worst fucking kid. He's yeah, not Charlie like he's sucks. a bad dad. That kid fucking sucks. Yeah, he's he a whiny sucks. little shit. Who is obviously spoiled because, I mean, his dad's well off and whoever his mom's fucking now is a doctor also. It's just a um, man. Come on. Yo, he gets yeah, caught. Sorry. Um, but, like, they even show you, like, throughout the movie when, like, he's supposed to be going through just a normal routine and turning into Santa Claus. He's at the kid's soccer games. He shows up. He's there. Even if I don't it's think he's not a bad Christmas dad. And, and, by the way, this is worst Christmas dad. We, he burnt the turkey. Obviously, he was late. The whole thing where he lied. So okay, I'm kind of going against myself now. But no, I just think I, I would say he's slightly better than a guy that I'm sure is going to come up on somebody's worst dad list. He's very similar to somebody I don't want to spoil yet, but like yeah. a little bit better. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I actually think Scott Calvin's not a bad dad and a Christmas oh. dad. He's just put. He's put in a situation where it's like he, you can't run from it, so you can't. You have to abandon your family. Well, yeah. and also he might be a little out of his league. Like there's a difference between a bad dad and a dad who's just in over his head and who's I, just like not. And it's like it's it's one of those things too. Like, Christmas, you know. That's yeah. A, well, he's obviously still in love with his ex-wife, but is good enough of a guy. She just let like her decorating and the cooking, and this is the first year I want it by himself. You know, especially for the early '90s, I want to give the Christmas. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Santa Claus a shout out with that being divorced parents. I don't have divorced parents, but I'm saying the, about divorced parents. Look at me. It, My parents stayed together. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Mine also. Ooh, Ooh you met them. Yeah, I know. That's not what I was getting at. No, but my point, my, my point I want to get at is this: this has the same compliment I give uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, where they just let the parents be divorced at the end of it. It's yeah, not about. Yeah, some I have a liar, liar. They don't. They fuck around. Yeah, it's not about Scott Calvin getting his wife back at the end of it. It's about being like, yeah, sh she's just now respects you because you're Santa Claus. And also, the like, you can be more responsible. Yeah, well, also, you can't compete with um, this dude's sweater game. Like, that sweater game is on point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Well, of like, even if you're going to have a dad that isn't around as much because he works a lot, but still provides, like, at the end of the movie, it's like, why not to be Santa Claus then? Because then you're like, well, that but, trumps everything. Yeah. That it's weird. It's weird. Santa Claus is weird because it's, it's also, like, the movie sets it up. Like, if you pay attention, like... The intro where there's a bunch of little el there's a bunch of elves hidden in like the scenes everywhere. So it's just his fucking destiny to be this Santa Claus. Yeah. That's what that tells me, those uh, hidden elves. My worst dad is uh I didn't get the oh I didn't pick a best dad because mine was Christmas, yeah. 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 My worst dad is Vernon Dur uh Dursley. Uh the dad that the stepdad from Harry Potter one. Oh yeah, yeah. Obviously all the Harry okay. Potters. Do they count? 
Yeah. At least one of those is a Christmas movie, yeah. He is a stepdad, and he's also the dad to... He's creating a fucking monster in Dudley. Dudley he's Dursley, just, yeah. He's spoiling him. He's, he's not raising him correctly. Um, and he's, like, child abuse. Like, he's a horrible stepfather to Harry Potter. So, yeah. The first, first two are considered Christmas movies. Um, I'm so unique. I picked a movie... Like Die Hard, that it's technically not Christmas. Oh my God, John oh McClane, worst, worst Christmas dad. He's, he's a terrible dad. He's, he's <laughs> a horrible Christmas dad. Just brought yeah. a teddy bear. That's it, dude. Yeah. One teddy bear. Yeah, that's my pick. First of all, like, you got uh, two kids. So <laughs> yeah. like, I always thought that. I was like, that's it. <laughs> Joe, that's since you didn't point. have a, you didn't couldn't uh, pick. Nah, I've been talking. Um, so my worst dad is actually the same movie, but two dads because they're equally as fucking terrible. And that is, I just want to get the names right on this. That is The Fathers and Deck the Halls. Buddy Hall, which is Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. And, and that movie is like Matthew Roderick. That movie is yeah. not only dog shit, they are the worst. They're horrible. Father. They are horrible people. At one point in the movie, these two men, I, you know, I don't have to tell anything except this one piece. These two men, uh, they bond, the moment they bond over is a Christmas like pageant in town you know there's like shit going on sure, and there's sure. a like there's a, a show or something yeah. yeah there's there's a show with a like santa baby dance like, kind of like a mean girls the girls are in like, exactly like mean but this is in the middle of town their wives are somewhere shopping they start yelling after they fight yeah take it off who's your daddy and then matthew broderick goes oh no i'm your daddy because it's fucking uh maybe your children it's their own kids doing that dance and, and it's just played it's for a, a chick from uh, Arrested Development. Yeah, right? and 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 my point to bringing that up being the worst fucking. I've seen this one. I've seen don't, Surviving Christmas. Don't with watch Jane it. And ben Affleck. All right, that's another bad fucking movie. Uh, it's so bad. Surviving with, Christmas. Yeah. I'm Catherine O'Hara in it too. It sucks that there's. I was going to say bad. that Catherine and O'Hara. Tony. I was just going to say that there's a worse mother in Catherine O'Hara in that movie than there is in. Catherine O'Hara is a great mom. Uh, the parents in Home Alone are terrible. They win this. They win oh, this. Oh, that thing dad is over. a douchebag. That dad. Is <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Please, because somebody I... tweeted the other day and it went viral. Like, oh, am I getting older or is the dad from Home Alone fucking hot? And I'm like, no, you're just getting blind because <laughs> yeah, he's say, like that's John Hurd. That dude's in show. He is not hot at all. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Deck the halls. The, it's truly the most cynical. But worst parents, and it's around the parents movie so I've that. ever seen. Like uh, in this movie, wait, wait, hold on. Oh, in sorry, this sorry, movie, sorry. Matthew Broderick <laughs> is supposed to be the Christmas guy in town, but he's a fucking Nazi to his he's kid. A Nazi, yeah, he's horrible. Yeah. Anyway, that's he uh, sucks. Honestly, you, that in that movie's so bad. It's, it's bad, but if you want to, I've never seen it. I might still have to check it out. Uh, Brian, listen to the How Does This Get Made of it instead of watching it. It's on. It's in. Uh, I think it's in HBO Max. I like to uh, watch bad movies and make my own funny comments, Joe. Okay. Uh, All right, it's good. Andrea Savage is on it. <laughs> uh, it's a. It's a good. It's a good episode. Anyway, uh, who's DK. next? Because I'm glad I got to talk that shit. Oh, that Tom Zambino tweeted out that he's watching tonight and it took every being in my fiber not to tweet at him that it's terrible. <laughs> it is horrible. Hey, Tom, if you're listening, I'm going to tweet at you that it's terrible. Hey, uh, guy that is friend from uh, Brian's life. Yeah, Inside Out sucks ass. Uh, <laughs> Inside Out does suck ass. 
<laughs> I like Inside Out. It's a good movie. Bing bong. Fuck you, lot you. TJ. Oh, I'm trying to think of like a bad dad and Christmas movie. I mean, Brian. there's... Wait, hey. Well, Brian, do the obvious one. Though. Yeah, you think. I'm a bad dad. I get it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you say your pick while he thinks. Oh, okay. I, no, I, I, I was just like, in my brain, I was just thinking of one like... Because don't, they don't make bad dads Chris movies, minus, like, the obvious one I'm sure Brian's going to take. And they're the home all home bad one, dads. Kind of slow-hanging fruit. I, I actually think that William H. Macy in fucking the, uh, what is it, the Ron Howard, How the Grinch Stole Christmas one, that's just one of those dads, like, he's, he's, a, doof. he's a he bows to the mayor, he sucks, he loses his kid, like, seven times, and she almost fucking dies in, like, a present accident. Uh, she's obviously needs just, a little bit more like attention in the household where she goes looking for, you know, a Jim Carrey in a goddamn green outfit. But like, I'm just, it's, it's tough to say there's only like one or two bad dads. So I'll let Brian take it and I can think of one. Damn it, say, Brian, tell the one I, uh, TJ, it. you just love, it's because you just love Molly Shannon so much. Molly I mean, Shannon is all dancing around. It's like the, the best. Movie that I was just no. going to throw out. It's one of my first boners ever. I just like I like how that was your pick of and is it is it William H Macy? Yeah. Oh okay. They do good makeup then. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I don't like that Grinch movie, so I haven't watched it very much. Uh, I love that Grinch movie. I tried to watch part two one the other night, it's but not, that was good. it's not William H Macy, but it looks like him. Wait, who is it? I'm figuring it out, but it's not William H. Macy. It is William H. Macy. Thank you. I was going to say, no way. I don't know. It's anyway, not. Like I was saying, the one that everybody was dancing around that was like my almost like my example answer was uh, Howard What's-His-Face, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Jingle All the Way. He's what? Like, I thought oh. he was going to say a Christmas vacation. But yeah, no, I knew Howard. No, I, are you kidding me? No way. I could never, I'd never say Clark Griswold is a bad I, dad. What he's a horrible father. No, are you crazy? He's not. Yes. You're out of your mind. No, he does everything to his what family. What the fuck? Ryan, you are I out mean, of your mind. That man lives going, for his family. You were going oh, for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, he does. He almost kills his family just to fuck a woman. What are you talking about he lives for his family? What, what movie are you talking about? That's not a Christmas movie. All vacation. of them. Not All a, of them. <laughs> you, you are bringing vacation elements into Christmas vacation. That is not the question. We were talking about Christmas he dads. He kills his boss because of his bonus. He doesn't kill he's his boss. About his not. Randy Quaid kidnaps his boss. That was not his plan. That's true. That's, true. That's, true. That's not That's his true. idea. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jingle anyway, Howard. It's Howard from Jingle All the Way. And here's what pisses me off about Howard. You know, you got your workaholic dad. You got your Scott Calvin. You got uh, another Christmas movie. You got Peter Banning from Hook. There's a difference between being a workaholic dad who can't make it to every event and being a guy who just doesn't know shit about your kid. Yeah. And like not Macy. little Jake Lloyd <laughs> is sitting at the table eating Turbo Man cereal, watching a Turbo Man cartoon, wearing a Turbo Man t-shirt, and Arnold acts like he's <laughs> never fucking obvious. heard of yeah. him before. He's like, who is like, this, Jamie? Oh, look, Turbo Man. It's one thing <laughs> to like, oh, I got so busy, I forgot to get the toy. I'm your number one customer. Oh, I didn't realize it was going to be sold out, and I put it off too long. But it's another thing to not know shit about your kid. And then... He wastes his whole Christmas 
going after this material toy instead of doing the thing that matters, which is just spending time with his kid. What? And then they let him off the hook at the end because he flies around in a fucking Turbo Man costume. Man, worst dad, I like Jingle all the way, but Howard sucks. He's a tar- he's, he's a Who's tar- worse, though? Sinbad or Howard, though? Sinbad doesn't have a kid. You don't even see Sinbad. Yes, he does. I don't even think no, Sinbad he has says he has a kid. kid. I think he's like, yeah, he's like Samuel L. Jackson in uh, Long Kiss Goodnight where the mom won't even let him see his kid. <laughs> Like, I think Samuel Jackson's kid's a figment in his imagination, and the guy's just, like, losing it. Because one of the best parts of Jingle All the Way... One of the the best parts of Jingle All the Way is how Sinbad will just go into Sinbad bits that has nothing to do with his character. At one point, he starts chanting Rodney King. Yeah. I saw somebody tweeting that uh, you should switch all the roles in Jingle All the Way, and the Arnold part should be Phil Hartman... Phil Hart or Arnold should be in the Sinbad role, and then Sinbad, the Sinbad is a neighbor. Sinbad should be the Phil Hartman role. Sinbad's I'm always down for more Phil Hartman. I mean, making, but I think that's the funniest part of the movie is having Arnold be cucked by Phil Hartman. Like that to me <laughs> is the that's what makes it even funnier. Do you like, know? Um, do you know who was originally cast as uh, Sinbad? Do any of you know? No. Uh, so the role was going to be Joe Pesci. Oh, that makes sense. And then, like, basically, I think there were two things. Scheduling and then the height difference was too drastic. Yeah, Sinbad's a big dude. He can stand toe-to-toe with Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, Sinbad's, like, than He's taller than Arnold, for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. I don't TJ Uh, Oh, shit, I had an honorable mention, though. Honorable mention. Unless TJ has one. I picked... Uh, the guy is not oh. William H. Macy. Oh, okay, I thought okay. you were going with uh, the father from Home Alone. I thought oh, you were going to the obvious choice. I thought somebody else would say it, so I did have a backup. And that was uh, Adam Scott from Krampus. Oh, yeah. like, oh he's I think sh- David Keckner is the obvious choice in that movie, but I yeah, really think if you like, look at the movie, Adam Scott sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my honorable mention is uh, Force Majeure. Or downhill, the dad in the there in a Aspen on a Christmas vacation, and there's an avalanche scare, and he just runs away from his family. Abandons his family, yeah. Um, And the avalanche doesn't hit. They're not good. Not dad, but can I put an honorable mention of worst wife in film? Not only Chris, and one's a Christmas movie, so she counts for both. Is uh, Linda Cardellini in the movie, in the Daddy's Home series? Oh, I've never seen Um, that. it, it's it's frustratingly the sequel I think is, a, is the sequel is a Christmas movie, yeah. but like she doesn't stand up for her husband who's supposed to be Will Farrell like one bit and like that's the joke of both movies yeah. and it is frustrating as hell like to watch as just Wahlberg's some... her ex and he just like walks all over everybody yeah and the sequel yeah. does the same thing it's just then like the parents but I just wanted to bring that up because like it deserves to be mentioned that she like the movie is not enjoyable. Because she just won't tell her ex-husband to go fuck himself. Well, I'll say there's a movie, I think, based around Christmas coming out. It, it's going to pull your heartstrings. Um, it's about Sean Payton, the coach from New Orleans Saints, starting <laughs> Kevin James. Um, that's kids, what? Guys, oh, wait, TJ. Um, did, did you see, actually, the trailer? TJ like, is, his, um, his impression of him was just going, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, He's okay. a sling <laughs> Does it star? Does it also? Is his son a popular Twilight uh, actor? 
Lautner's in it. Everybody from fucking Ridiculous Nine or whatever the fuck is it is in this goddamn movie. Rob comes up the end. He's like, I've been working on this recipe all week, and all the kids start throwing up. I'm like, I cannot wait to see what Adam Sandler plays. I'm sorry. No, I'll watch it. Uh, But yes, what's next? What do we got next, guys? All right, let's do a quickie. We're running long, and I really want to talk about the Muppets. So, TJ, let's do your movie movie fight. Since you're you're dying to talk about the Muppets too, because you're such oh, a huge like fan the of the Muppets. Pitching, the pitching, oh, yeah. This was like a kind of like a stupid question we were kind of maybe thinking about doing for uh, an episode, a Christmas episode, full on. But obviously, Nick Cage is kind of like he did pay. He got nominated for some stupid fucking award. I'm sure he's gonna be Dracula. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's casting Dracula as Dracula or whatever the fuck it's called. So I was like, what if we just recasted Nick Cage in any classic Christmas movie, but you cannot use Santa Claus. So just any character from any Christmas movie you love recast as Nick Cage. Um, do you want me to start? Sure. Well, I was just thinking because obviously we, we hinted at the fact that this is obviously a bad dad. The home alone father, me and Joe, I believe, like one night just got drunk with like talking about what the fuck did the dad do? Oh, a lot we, of like PJ and I, it was like the second time we ever hung out. I yeah. think too. We spent like an hour and a half <laughs> researching the the dad's finances. And it's well, like, also, but what about a Home Alone one and a half where you see what the dad and the other kids are doing while Kevin and the mom, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like home at the same time, so it's like I want to see, you know, what's their adventure about. So like it's, so I'm not gonna do the obvious here, but I'm thinking like because what me and Joe found, there's a lot of like rumors that he was That's uh, always pissed me off. Honestly, wait, that that has always pissed me off. Because they show this asshole of a dad that doesn't give a fuck about the kid. He's like, I'm just going back to the hotel. There's nothing to do. The kid is alone, whatever. And the mom just like gives up all her money. The mom has jewelry. She goes across town with junk candy, and they both arrive at the same time. He's like, I told you to wait. The, the, the mother, I just want to put this way also. Catherine Hare does nothing also. Like, well, we called everyone in our contact books. Let's give up. Well, so, so the, the, the rumor was that the dad, like, is a money launderer for, like, Chicago mob. There's, like, a lot of underties of what he does and why he has the house he has. And he just doesn't give a fuck about anything because he's heartless. So what I wanted to do is not cast Nick Cage as a dad. I want to cast Nick Cage as Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank is a piece of fucking shit. But because he is a hitman muscle for the mob that the dad works for. That's why he's a cheapskate. That's why he's, so he's not really an uncle either. He's Uncle Frank. Yeah. He's a cleaner. He's a cleaner. Look. He is Harvey Keitel. He's the wolf in fucking uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. Like, he's the dude that, like... I've done so much shit for your fucking dad, he better give me a fucking trip to Paris. Don't fuck shit up for me, kid, because if you fuck shit up for me, that's why Kevin is kind of petrified of Uncle Frank. You really think about it. TJ, They make Uncle Frank to be this this dickhead cheapskate, but Uncle Frank has done things for your dad that you don't know about, and Nick Cage, I feel like, would be... And, like, imagine... Uh, oh, God damn it, it's, it's off the top of my head. I can't think of it right now off the top of the dome. What was the little kid's name who drinks too much Pepsi? Fulton. Oh, full, yeah, Fuller. Macaulay, <laughs> Fuller. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here. If we just de-age... Secession, guys! Have you seen Secession? Yeah, like a nine-year-old Nick Cage who's fucking Fulton, but like when he drinks a Pepsi, he looks at Kevin across the table like, I'll fucking murder you in your sleep if you don't fucking shut up. Like that. I want like a gritty, dark, 
Dude, Christopher Nolan, Uncle Frank. Uh, TJ, I, I think that's just brilliant thinking of that's who Uncle Frank is. Also, the dad, though, does have my favorite line in that whole movie. Like, as an adult, the more I watch this fucking movie. And, like, Laura picks this movie apart every time we watch it. So it's ruined it for me. Um, is is when he gets home and he just says to his son, not, like, upset, not, like, you know, turmoiled that his son's yeah, been home guy. and hugging him. He goes, huh, you're a funny guy. <laughs> funny, funny what? Funny how? Like, funny how the guy abuse you? Yeah. Am I a clown? Anyway, uh, I'll go. I guess. Can I go? Yeah, go for it. So I think Nicolas Cage. And I really wanted to think about this. What movie would benefit from having Nicolas Cage? Where we could see the Cage range because he has a Christmas movie. It's a family man, but he's he's pretty subdued in that movie. It's just a different version of like it's a wonderful life uh <laughs> kind of uh you know uh movie family man. Uh, family, it's fine. It, you know, it like it's it's straightforward. Family owning, right? Yeah. It's um it's a little sad actually. It's not a it's an adult Christmas movie, I would call it more than a family Christmas movie. But I'm like, what can we let Nicolas Cage see his, oh, you see a great shower shot of Tia Leone's uh like <laughs> body yeah baby uh, yeah. she's never looked better than in that movie you ever seen Jurassic she was, with, she was with David Duchovny and that dude is like a known sex addict so yeah. she's great she can she probably gets down also it's supposed to be like uh kind of worth New Jersey or something the town next to me um <laughs> anyway um I wanted to put Nick Cage in Fred Claus as the lead character of Fred Claus. And I think that movie becomes a holiday classic if it's Nicolas Cage instead of Vince Vaughn. And I mean a legit movie where we all go, oh, I don't want to watch Fred Claus. You're like, yeah, put on Fred Claus. Dude, dude, also, put him in Four Christmases. Fuck it. Let's just take Vince Vaughn out of all of them. And, and I, there's, there's a couple reasons for this. Is um, First, actually, we're going to do another recasting. We're going to get rid of Kevin Spacey uh, character as the, like, uh, IRS guy auditing. And we're going to make that William Fickner. Yeah. Um, it. it just works better. It don't need Kevin. So who's that? William Fickner. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, you. yeah, yeah. You'd recognize him. So anyway, so there's a scene. And, and I think you'd play really great with Paul Giamatti Santa, who's not a bad Santa Claus. Like, uh, it's a bad movie. Well, that's solid. I'll be, that's solid. Wait, does um, Ludacris still get to be an elf? Yeah, the whole movie's still the same. That's why I kept this this as. Like, I thought the movies be the same. Um, but could you imagine Nicolas Cage when Fred Claus has to motivate them to work like a ten hour shift, running around, going, going. Um, what's my quote here? Nick is unable to deliver gifts and he's feeling guilty and Fred Claus is running around and he's like, let's go, let's go. We need presents. We need presents, Willie. Let's go. Ah, and he's getting his little freak out, but it's, it's like rally the troops for Christmas. And then he could be like, ho, ho, ho. But he says it in a Nick Cage way and he's not Santa. He's Fred. Can he do a woo like a Castor Troy? Woo! Can I, can I, can I help you out here? Well, that's where I got the let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. What if he, um, what if he. You know, cues up low rider from Gone in sixty seconds. Just... <laughs> all right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I want to include it's all that too. into this. And this, if we're going decade, this would be right when like Nick Cage has his kind of like national treasure look because that's what I think when Fred Claus was released. So it all fits in the time of like the same age. I feel like I just feel like there's a more energy to the role than just Vince Vaughn being like I'm a schlub. 
<laughs> I'm doing Wedding Crasher, but it, with snow. Yeah. I love Vince Vaughn. Poor Christmas is great. I mean, I, so, I, like, I like Vince Vaughn. I got nothing against oh, him. I love Vince Vaughn. I know Brian hates him, but I love him. Not a fan. Um, so, <laughs> I like him in Curb. Uh, he has been fine on Curb, yeah. I misunderstood the question. Oh, thank I'm you, Joe. Pi- I'm, hey, pitching, I'm pitching a whole movie. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Go so, nuts. y'all remember that famous picture of Nick Cage, who looks just like a fucking Russian mob mobster. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking Nick Cage back to. No, I'm not gonna do that, uh, TJ. Um, I'm taking Nick Cage back to his roots. So I'm casting him as Dead Moros, which is AKA Grandpa Frost, which is AKA the Russian Santa Claus. He usually delivers gifts to the Russian kids, well-behaved Russian kids, on New Year's Eve, December 31st. So in this movie, Nick Cage, a.k.a. Grandpa Frost, is fucking pissed that Santa Claus keeps stealing his workers, that Santa Claus keeps getting all the marketing, all the belief power. He keeps losing his magic because nobody believes in Grandpa Frost. And he decides to take Santa Claus down. So Santa Claus is going to be played by Randy Quaid, as is. (laughs) Current Randy Quaid. Yeah. Yeah. No need for makeup, no need for prosthetics, just his beard, his his personality. Yeah. So Santa is just drunk on power. He is just fucking crazy. And he just keeps uh, undercutting Grandpa Frost on all turns. And it's just going to be Nick Cage versus Randy Quaid, but it's a Christmas movie, and it's going to be rated R. There's going to be a lot of violence, a lot of gore. That's my pitch. That's a good one. I like that, I, I, I like that a lot. I do want to have an amendum. I don't know if this is a Christmas movie, but I think Nick Cage has two Christmas movies. I think Trapped in Paradise is also technically Yes, a it is a Christmas movie, and it's not good. It's I terrible. watched that a couple years ago, and it's bad. It, it has a great sense. What a cast, but man. like, And I'm a John Lovitz stan. Like, you put John Lovitz in your movie, and I'm gonna watch. Like, I'll check that shit right. out. I don't like John Lovitz. Dude, I recently watched Mixed Nut, and what a what a huge I oh, yeah, Yo, no, Yusuf, I watched it last like night. It. I put it on my. It's a great cast. It's not much of a movie beyond that. So Uh, it's like watching paint dry. I was surprised. (laughs) The only moments of of like excitement is like recognizing somebody. It's like that's so good. Like you just, it's like it's the way I feel about John Candy movies. You only have so many Madeline Kahn performances, so like you have to sometimes let them just be what they are. And she is so great. And Steve Schreiber in drag. 10 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would. 10 out of 10. <laughs> for sure. It's I like would have danced. I was, I was watching bad. it with a co-worker, and they were like, oh, Steve Martin's in drag. I was like, no, that's Lee Schreiber. And they're like, no, it's not. It's just they're doing the camera. I was like, no, that's Lee Schreiber. First time I ever saw it. It's like a poor man's parenthood, which is like, same yeah, thing. Yeah, you get all these amazing actors, but you're like, this story's great. And this one, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah it, I'm you know, tripping out, not tripping out with my, TJ's connection, though. It was my first. Like it was my first watch last night, and I was just like, oh, no, a Nora Ephron movie I haven't seen? Like, that's odd, and she makes that's good movies. That's why I hate play the same, the same and, and, like, it was bad. Anyway, you know what also was a first watch for me? Uh, Muppets Christmas. You know, I'm going to let Brian me do my Nick thing. Cage thing. You're going to totally burn me. My Nick Cage, my answer is a segue. Oh. <laughs> me. 
I was at, I've had good segues tonight. God damn it. Oh, no, what's your answer? I didn't know you. My answer is, I, I had another one, but right. I, I kept this one on the back burner waiting around to see if anybody would say it. And the answer is, this movie right here. You put him in as Scrooge in Muppet yeah. Christmas Carol, and you have him play it exactly like, I mean, not exactly like Michael Caine, but as earnestly as Michael I Caine. Think, he just he plays can... it like a real actor and, oh, and then also you get him oh, it's in the singing of a street corner choir it's getting home getting warm by the fire but, he can oh, play, but i think he can play that earnestly though like oh absolutely like that's a, not a bad pick it's and a good pick so um and it's a good segue it's a great segue <laughs> so, so, can we get that? Your, was this all three of your first watch uh for me it was yeah Three first watches. Wait, um, really? Can I real quick just give a quick brief, just real brief history? This movie came out in like yeah, 92. Sure. People, so I watched people it did a not lot. know this story at all. I watched it around like, probably a lot right, right, right around when it came out. So I was like 11, 12, 13. Definitely like I remember one year specifically where I just watched it a ton. And then it was out of my life forever, for like 20 years. And then I picked up the Blu-ray a couple years ago and like, the flood, I cannot describe the flood of emotion that came back rewatching it again. And like, just like, what a fun, good Christmas movie it is, and how like burned into my thing. You instantly went right back into my top five Christmas movies of like all time. Even you I know, Brian looks, Brian looks like he's gonna fucking cry, and I gotta be here and be like, uh. So, it's okay. It's all right if you don't like it. Also, I was gonna ask, does anybody have any like history with the Muppets? Everybody's younger than me. And even as I uh, yeah, I like the I like the I watched a lot of YouTube videos of them. I like the original, and I like the Jason Segel one. That's a good movie. Like, yeah, the show was I, mean, I was a kid. One of my earliest memories is like laying on the floor in my stomach watching yeah, on one of those big cabinet TVs. Yeah, and I, I like, like the movies are a little bit older. They're like yeah, more of a seventies thing. This so. is so weird. I feel I mean, like I, that, like I'm more like Brian Cyber. Like I watched the Muppet Show. And like, even like Fraggle Rock and a lot of the Jim Henson movies, our shows even like growing up were a lot of live action. Puppets. I watched the shows, but see, I wasn't huge into the movies. I didn't watch Muppet Movie and Muppet Sick Manhattan a bunch or anything like Teddy Ruxpin. This the live one was kind Teddy of Ruxpin. like the only movie that really permeated. I watched some of the show and I watched Muppet Babies and stuff when I was little. I watched Muppet like, Babies a lot. This movie, even though Muppet Treasure Island has fucking Tim Curry in it, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I just fucked a lot with the YouTube videos. There was a lot of they did a lot of guest spots. They did a lot of bits. So, uh, the show they did on ABC in like 2015 was funny too. It was like yeah. an office knockoff. It was good. Like, so it's it was odd. So, I was right, talking about this quick... the other when we were watching Muppets Christmas Carol with Laura. I was like, I know the Muppets. I know them really well. I don't have like. Like, I grew up with it, but I don't have any sort of... Like, like they're just so cemented. They're like, so cemented in the sidegeist that like, you just understand each of their personalities yeah. and each of their bits. Okay. Well, plus, I think Sesame Street growing up with that, like, that also is like... That a also kind of has, like, same like yeah. yeah. I know a lot of Sesame Street right. and a lot of Muppets, but I don't have, like, that connection where it's like, oh, shit, this is on. So, it was my pick, and I just decided to use, like, it, it's the Christmas spirit, and I decided just to throw a fucking fastball down the middle... Play to my crowd, aka Brian, and um, and I picked Muppet Christmas Carol. If it if it wasn't obvious by our banter in the beginning, um, 1992 is a retelling of 
Christmas, the classic uh, Dickens. Maybe one of the Christmas. most retold Christmas stories, right? Yeah. It's a Wonderful Life, like uh, Christmas Carol. Uh, all the Muppets star. All of them play versions of themselves, except Rizzo, which is awesome. He he honestly made the movie for me, Rizzo the Rat. Um, I love Gonzo as uh, as, as Dickens. Dickens too. It's yeah. so funny to me. And um, Michael Caine, Michael Caine uh, plays Scrooge. He is the one of the few actual human beings outside of like his close family. The rest yeah, is just the couple, Muppets. You see a couple like in the street, but for the most part, it's Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a Christmas Carol. I don't think I need to do a plot summary. If you don't know the Christmas Carol, I don't know. I don't know you, man. It's a musical. I mean, that's something different about this yeah. one. That's like it's got some what I consider some to be some very catchy songs. Very good. Specifically, the one I was doing as Nicolas Cage is a uh, you know it feels like Christmas. One more sleep till Christmas is a good one. Uh, you know, this is the one where uh, one of the musicals where I wasn't like, oh, it's a musical. You know, like how that happened. I was like, oh, they're enjoyable. It fits the movie. Um, it made yeah, me chuckle. You can't smile when Michael Caine is dancing next to that big puppet, and he's like, eh, "Come on, man, come the, on." The, the the thing with the Muppets, though, and like just puppetry, is it made me just like laugh when they do like serious, like like not the serious scene where I want to cry with like Tiny Tim and all that stuff yeah. with the little tiny, but it would make me chuckle when they'd be Muppets on screen and they'd be talking like when Gonzo's talking to you, all dappered up. Like I'm just chuckling because like. To me, it's like silly. Well, he's like, it's delivering silly. like the dramatic intros when he's like yeah. setting the scene, and he's yeah. delivering the dramatic intros and stuff. And that's yeah. my yeah. He's my favorite. I feel like I love the, the end with uh, when it's the Ghost of Christmas Future, and it's getting a little spooky, and he's like, oh, "We're gonna bail out. We'll see you at the finale." <laughs> like it's yeah. a little too scary for me. <laughs> yeah, no, and also the the beginning where where uh, Rizzo asked him like, "Is wait, are kids gonna watch it?" He's like, "It's fine. It's culture. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> they'll be fine." <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like the, the 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 elements that you know, obviously, you have to really appreciate not only Michael Caine's acting, but also the puppetry and the special effect, the yeah, crux the of the craft is really great. Yeah, it's just like you cannot ignore the the craft. But also, I really enjoyed that banter between uh, Gonzo and and the rat. Like, it really does add an element of. You're just you're not just watching a Christmas the Christmas Carol again. You're watching it through the eyes of Gonzo and Rizzo just reacting to everything that's happening. Them flying out the window, them uh rat the rat complaining, like, how does he do this? Like, how do you know it? And it's like I'm Dickens. Like I know everything. It's just fucking hilarious, honestly. It, it's um it's a. It was like I was pleasantly surprised, right? That's like what I came out when I was with watching this movie. I was like, it's pleasantly surprised. I f- it felt like I want to uh, hear what TJ thinks. Go ahead, TJ. Uh, it's cool. I don't get it though. I don't understand anything about it. So this is like <laughs> one of those movies that falls into like it's like a lot of people are like. Nightmare on Elms or Nightmare Before Christmas, and like you love it so much that some people push it on you. It's like a, it's almost like walking into a Spencer's gift or a. Uh, uh, what's you already got your defenses up. You're like, all right, it's been a little strong. Yeah. But also, like, what is, what are the rules? Are there humans? There are only like three humans, maybe four humans, surrounded by yeah. the Muppets. Yeah, yeah, there's some humans and mostly Muppets. Yeah. 
So they take them all. Just, and also, can you some date of the a Muppets? Are yeah. people Muppets, and some of them are just like sentient vegetables. I you guys know I, I like movies like like a gnome named Norm. That's a real person. Mac and me, that's a real flesh and blood thing. Like these are felt puppets. It's not real to me. Like don't pee on me and tell me it's Miss Piggy. I don't believe it. You know what um, I mean? The variance. Like the Duck. Piggy, the variance of pig real person. Experiments. No, he's a puppet. I love all the different pigs. I love like there's like a whole like the pig is like the most prevalent Muppet. <laughs> I think like the opening scene is one of the best because it reminds me of like a Beauty and the Beast like sing along where like you get a lot of elements of like different like the the, the creepy cats with the the birds singing on the the side of the building those type of things. But then like then he showed me like four humans surrounded by different Muppets again. What the fuck is Gonzo? An animal. Chris, did you have wait a quick question? When we were watching Pikachu Detective, Detective Pikachu, did you have that same problem, sir? No, there were humans po- and, and Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, there's humans and Pokemon. There's an to where the Pokemon came from. Like, what is a uh-huh. Muppet? Though? So I have a question. A fucking Muppet. A Muppet is a Muppet. You know what was cool? A Pokemon like, is a day, Pokemon. That big red Muppet that would eat people. And like, oh, that was cool. He was fun. Yeah, that was good. You know what? I was wondering, so you, you could ask answer this as a Muppet aficionado. Who was the Muppet who had wore the glasses? He was green but no eyes. Yeah, oh, what was Bunsen. the race of that one? So he, he made me he made me Bunsen laugh. Beaker. His his look, his just look made me laugh every time he was on screen. I mean, I told you, anytime they'd have to play it straight. He reminds me of Bob kill. Newhart as a Muppet, kind of. <laughs> I like that the the old critics are uh, Scrooge's former per, uh, partners. Yeah, that was great casting. I like that you get to see them young in the flashbacks. Oh yeah, Fozzie Wiggs and the one of them young looks like King. Dennis Franz. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, the young, that young Muppet looks like Dennis Franz. <laughs> Who is the young uh, Michael Caine? Uh, no actor that I'm aware. Like I wasn't familiar he with. He seemed him. like someone I've seen before. Like he even has like a Timothy. That looks like an Eddie Redmayne, but I mean, no, it wasn't yeah. him. Oh, he did have an Eddie Redmayne look. Um, yeah, it, 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 it. I rather watch this version of a Christmas Carol than any other, though, because Scrooge? I don't really. I was saying Scrooge, Scrooge is Sorry, still Scrooge. like this is Scrooge. It's wild, but, but Scrooge, Scrooge is a modern tale. Teach, teach. Right? I wasn't thinking of Scrooge. Hey, sorry. By, I'm like, just angry. Too modern. Yeah, it's. <laughs> but but Scrooge is a retelling or an uh, adaptation. This is just a faithful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you know? I don't want to sit down and watch a Christmas Carol. I don't know if you guys have this experience. Yeah, so with Christmas can I have Carol. some more? I don't know. Oliver is he's a Muppet. No, I don't know if you guys have this experience with a yeah. Christmas Carol. But I remember seeing it in like community theater as a kid, and that's like my only experience is like going to like high school a high school play or community theater. Like, no, I grew I would up say in my, my experience is like every sitcom doing a knockoff episode of the sure. And the best one of that is it's always sunny. Yeah, it's always sunny does do good. Uh yeah, I don't know. Kermit the Frog is a it's a glove. If you think yeah. about it. Yeah, it's just a glove. Oh. I mean, his head is even the shape of your hand. I mean, it's yeah. like... I don't know, something mm-hmm. to think about. But yeah, I, I really did find it very funny. I love the... <laughs> the, really the, the, the all the, the ghosts, I really did enjoy the ghosts. I love the, the, the weird the first ghost child. 
the weird yeah. child puppet. Child, oh, she was so one, The ghost of Christmas present. That's She's like terrifying. That's a, that's a Halloween costume waiting to happen. Yeah, ghost she was, I can't wait. What the ghost of Christmas present is terrifying. The dark so crystal. Good, she wanted to look like a dark crystal person. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I'll tell you what. I was watching it this time, and I don't think I ever really noticed this before. Um, so they're going through. You know, early in the movie. Uh, Bunsen Beaker come to get the donation from Scrooge, and he's like, I, you know, my taxes pay for poorhouses and prisons. I don't need to donate to the poor. And he's like, well, and they, they're like, well, you know, some people would rather die than go there. And he's like, well, then let them die and do it quick or whatever. And then later on, you know, you got the ghost of Christmas present, and he's so jolly, and he's so like, no man. But he lays that line on Scrooge when they're talking about Tiny Tim. He hits him back with it, and it is so brutal. And and that's the thing about, I mean, it's a big cliche. That's, like, one of the things that people always say about this movie is that what makes it work is that Michael Caine just treats it like he's doing it for the fucking Royal Shakespeare Company. And he, like, just acts his ass off in every scene. But, like, to see him, like, get that line spit back at him yeah. when he's, like, worrying about Tiny Tim, the way he yeah. takes that in... It's it's fucking amazing, really. It's brutal. I, honestly, it's, 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 it is. I like that. Michael, across from somebody's hand up a puppet's ass. I so like, I like that Michael Caine also is very. Is that cool. one somebody with a puppet or is that somebody? No, different? that's probably a guy in a suit. Sorry, you're right. That is a guy in a suit. Uh, Michael there's Caine. A great outtake. There's some outtakes on the Blu-ray where like they're doing the little dancing because that's a dude in a huge puppet suit. He like whacks Michael Caine in the face with his big foam hand and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Caine is very like Michael just Caine. as an actor on the record about like. Oh, I take jobs for the money. I want it to get paid. Like he's very like transparent about that. Um, this one, the story for that he says is like, yeah, at the time, my grandkids, I think it was grandkids, not kids, uh, couldn't uh, couldn't see any movie I've ever started. So I was like, I'm picking something I could watch, and this is the only reason why. To him, this the story goes around. Reason why he did it is because it was like. It was like they could they can't see any of my other movies. Yeah, his yeah. official Twitter account tweeted the the uh, the poster to the movie, so he has some That's connection. That's another Drew Struzan classic. Drew Struzan did a bunch of Muppet posters. Yeah, it's a good poster. And it's weird to think like a guy who who like specialized in photorealism would do Muppets, but like he knocks them out of the park. They look like you know what I mean. Like he gets the little details of the felt. He makes them feel real. I will say this though: this movie has a hits the emotional gut punch of the Tiny Tim as little Tiny Kermit. Uh, it's very cute. It made me go, "I will die for little Kermit." I don't Tiny. Yeah, Kermit. I like that. There's two two Kermits and two piggies. The the line reading of uh, Gonzo and Tiny Tim, who did not die, oh, is so one of my funny. all time favorites i love it it's so funny because it's so sad when they're like okay i guess we're just gonna we're gonna move on from from this now without her he'll always be with us and you're like i am dying inside everything i was laughing at is a mistake and then yeah. like and yeah like, Gonza. And this is muppet. again i'm like feeling emotions for this muppet <laughs> but, but you're right the the line reading of who did not die yeah, so good. i think about it all the time like i've <laughs> Uh, is so. Um, was this in? Uh, be- I guess before we maybe go to the ratings phase or get final thoughts, is was this in theaters? Was or was this like a straight to video? Oh yeah, this is the actual release for okay. sure. And this is the first big Muppet movie to come out after Jim Henson's death. It's directed by his son Brian Henson. It was like his big kind of directorial kind of takeover of the the Muppet helm. To you know, 
And then he went on to do Muppet Treasure Island, which I've mm. heard is very good, but I have not seen. I, I, you know what? I'll say I've not seen it because I remember watching it like being on like 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 uh like daycare, but that's not watching yeah. it. It's worth. <laughs> I, I would check that because Curry. it's got Tim Curry in it. Like that's worth watching it right there for me. Is it on Disney Plus? I'm sure it is. Yeah, um, yeah probably. And I'm sure that Curry treats the puppets just like uh, Kane treated them, so it's gonna be. I, I mean, like, that's the formula. If he hits it, you know, I'm sure it's good. Uh, anything else? Do we guys want to add? It's a fun movie. It's like it felt like, you know, I I've never seen this movie before, but it felt like. Every time you take a sip of hot cocoa, all those hot cocos taste the same. So it's just like sitting down. It's just warm it in your felt, belly. It, for me, it felt like my grandma bought me tickets to see like Disney on ice. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, it's. I would 100% be like comfort food. And it's, I, and it's like breezy. Oh, it's I, not under 90 I know you did. And you like did. you said, it's like you know, some of the Christmas <laughs> carols. You're like, if I want a Christmas carol, I want to get that feeling. I want to see that story, but I want to have a little more fun with it and breeze through it. This is a great yeah. way to do it. Well, and Gonzo and Rizzo make it work. Well, TJ, they're funny I, as fuck. I think uh, just to, uh, I was on your page for like the like a little bit of the movie until I bought into it. Like, like it took me a lot to go. Okay, I'm enjoying this. Like, yeah, you it, cannot be a cynical asshole. And. <laughs> But at That's first, I was making fun right. of it. I was making, like, I was making, I was cynically making jokes at it. And then I truly felt bad for Tiny Tim at the end of it. And I think that's what won me over. He didn't well, die. I think that's a part of, like, watching Michael Caine take it so seriously. You take it seriously. You're like, okay, there, this, is, this is a real story. And we're treating it with this level of respect. So, like, yeah. buy in. Let's go into the ratings phase. Ratings. 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 Uh, TJ, Split how about we start with him? I give this a five point one. Ugly old man cats that look like John Lovitz. Kinda, I guess. Or the most, I don't fucking know. Those cats fucking creep me out. I have a very bad issue with puppets. Shout out, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. All those puppets I used to have nightmares about. Muppet Babies is a great cartoon, but they're not Muppets. So it's different for me. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I think right. next time, I do I would do think next time I see it out, because I make an effort to buy Christmas movies, uh, I'll purchase it. Uh, if I it see it forever to get this one. I think it's really easier, to, a lot easier to find now, but for years I was looking for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those ones I think Disney kept in the vault for a minute. Okay, I think it's uh, easy to access. Anyway, the point is I enjoyed it. Um, so, I, 8.2 uh, how, uh, Christmas hams, or I'm sorry, Christmas gooses. Christmas yeah. gooses. Boy, the Chris, uh, biggest yeah, Christmas I, goose. By the biggest, the biggest goose in the world is still in the. That little bunny, come on! How can you not love that little bunny? That little homeless bunny sleeping. Yeah, he keeps. Yeah, Michael Keaton just knocks him the fuck out. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, yeah, first time, first time watch. But like I said, it's like you, you already know the story. You already know the puppets. You've never seen it before, but it felt like, honestly, like I'm not being like facetious, and I'm not being like. One of those assholes on Twitter, like, I cried the entire time. It was so wonderful. <laughs> no, I, honestly, it felt like I've seen this movie a hundred times, even though it was my first. And I was enjoying it for the hundredth time. It, was, it felt like just slipping into a warm blanket and slipping on cocoa. 
I'm giving it a 7.8. Dancing Michael Keynes out of 10. Yeah. Uh, yeah Brian, uh, this is your movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, hard to be, again, like, hard to be objective about this movie for me. Um, like, in my, my heart, it's a perfect 10 because it accomplishes what it sets out to do in a very fun and inviting and like open way that's like have that's good for everyone and getting anybody can enjoy um i also think it's it adds the musical element which is a lot of fun and isn't something that always cracks my shell i'm not like a huge musical guy but i think like the you know music and it's fun and snappy and uh and like i i i used to said at the beginning but i can't be oversold the actual production value of what it takes to do a Muppet movie in yeah. the way it, it makes it look good and to make it feel like they're interacting and like, you know, all that, that works. So that shit really works on. So uh, this is like a perfect 10 movie for me. I cannot be objective about it. I am so, glad I am not the hot fire. Tim's crutches sitting alone by the fire. <laughs> awesome. So now that, you know, we're taking a break in terms of our uh, recording schedule, this will come out according to plan, but probably the next episode is going to be recorded in the new year. So TJ, how do you want to kick off 2022? New year, same dipshit. Um, basically, Brian, one of these movies you hate. The other one, you might. So you're going to have the choice today. It's A or B. I get the choice. It's A or B. You pick one of those, and I will let you know what it is. Um Take a second. Knowing I definitely hate, I'm gonna regret if I pick it, right? How about can you can you give hints as to what is A and what is B? No, no. Just pick A or B. Like tell you I can say wait, wait, wait. Just say one story element of both of them. Okay. Um oh wow. (laughs) Without spoiling it, obviously. No, I can't. You can't do it. it. It's all right. I'm gonna pick A. Give me a. <laughs> you are so lucky. Okay, so B would have been a movie that eventually will get picked, but it's not picked today. Was Little Monsters? Oh, I heard this one for a minute. Brutal. Uh, but I do <laughs> have a nice, <laughs> yeah, a nice little like palate cleanser from the sweet movie we just watched. I I kind of joked about you, uh, talk, joked about this with you guys a while ago. Um, Jurassic Park Dominion. I don't know when it comes out. Sure, in the new year, but this movie's called Carnosaur. Oh, yeah. It's from 1993. It is one of the most, like, gruesome. What's his name? Um, Who's, like, the famous schlock director? It's, like, it's Uh, from a name. Yeah, yeah. The guy who directed Um, it's, like, a name. It's not, like, a Victor Salva, thankfully. Uh, Adam Simon is the director. Okay. Um, it's about like Genesis who plots to wipe out all humans or place them with flesh eating dinosaurs. That's about it. Let's Check go. It it's from 1993. Try to capitalize on Jurassic Park success yes. kind of jobs. 100%. Um, Sounds a lot better than a lot of the shit she's picked, so I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that you might enjoy. There's three of them. It's something I remember, but that I don't, like, I, I remember existing, but I don't remember watching. You know what I mean? I was I'm ready. One. It's like Tremors, essentially. It's almost the same, like the same bounds. Because like one, two, and three are fun, and then it just kind of gets insane after that point. But it has T Rex and Raptor hybrid type of things. But 
Yeah, Carnosaur. All right, we're going from puppets to dinosaurs. Where can the people find you, Joe? You can find me on this network and all audio formats. Um, having a Flyover State of Fear will have a recent... By the time you listen to this, there will be an episode out for... Uh, I had the star of Velocipaster on. Uh, oh, shout, shout out for Carnosaur. And, I'm excited uh, for Joe to cycle through his real guest so I can be on the show. And uh, anyway, uh, you could you could check out that episode, and we talked the movie Disturbia. And you can check out the previous episodes as well, and you can also find me on Twitter at Chindango1. I'm having a ton of fun doing Fear, and uh, the Flyboys are always... Links in the doobly-doo. TJ, where can the people find you? You guys are on Flyboy State of YouTube right now. Check it out. And subscribe. Yeah. Joe's show, all our past things. If it's Christmas, guys, go back and just visit all our past Christmas episodes. A lot of fun. Uh, movie Santa break, uh, uh, bracket. We have a pitching episode of some type I don't of spoil it, but I think I still stand by that winner. Yeah, yeah, no, our, um, our Twitter, our Twitter currently. Uh, yeah, we have a new Twitter for Flyers in Film. Yeah, there's a recent tweet though. I shared uh, four out of the five holiday episodes we've done. Yeah, check those out, and then I'm at TJ Dex. I won't be seeing Spider-Man No Way Home by the time these guys do, so I'm just gonna be talking shit about it. You know, I've seen it, so don't listen to anything I say. TJ's such a badass, uh, Brian. Oh, you know, find me on Twitter at Herskillies. Just Meow. doing my thing. Uh, being a loving, good Christmas dad, trying not to, trying to stay off that bad Christmas dad list. Bye. Bye. Bye.